In the city, we gon' slide, bet I be there pronto Me, my guys, we really lie Lord, forgive me, pay my ties Please don't have me reach inside And that's in the console Keep the semi when I ride Little penny when I drive In the city, we gon' slide Bet I be there pronto what is good with the family? We back. It's another Thursday. This is the Chop Up. I am Damo, the political plug. I'm here with my partner, Sis Kids, Toya G. Uh, and y'all may be like, all right, it's only two of them. What's up? What's up? Where's Lee? We know, like, where's Beyonce? Like, we already know. However, right, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, Lee is not here because he was doing some dope shit days ago. Uh, they had the YouTube. Uh, he was a YouTube Black Voices 2022. They had mm-hmm. the ending ceremony over the uh, past couple of days. Um, he just got back home today, so we letting him giving him a break. You know what I mean? He's been entertaining, connecting, networking uh, on, on on the YouTube platform, and uh, again another accomplishment that he was able to uh, get, even being a YouTube uh, mm-hmm. voice, was that he he won uh, a Creators Choice Awards. So Absolutely. Lee was not only, you know, showed that appreciation and respect by his, you know, uh, fans to get him to that position, or people, like, students, whatever, uh, but even creators, even the creators that were recognize. a part of the process with him recognize how dope he is. So shout out to him for that. So we was like, Celebrating little brother, definitely, yeah. Celebrate that, man. Exactly. Uh, so we like, I'm going to give you a break. You know what I'm saying? We let you chill, do your thing. Uh, but me and Toya here, what's good, Toya? Hey, what's going on with y'all? I'm happy to be with y'all this evening. Uh, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the beginning of holiday season. That's what I've been thinking about. We finna be jumping into Halloween. We about to be looking at Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, the new year. Y'all go ahead, jump in the chat real quick. I just got a random question. What's y'all's favorite holiday of those four, right? Because we about to be, uh, 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 uh. it's that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't mm-hmm. go nowhere now without being bombarded with Halloween shit. So I just want to know that just to start the conversation up. What is your favorite holiday and why between Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and January 1, the new year. Uh, while y'all are answering that question, I'll tell you mine. My favorite one is probably going to be eh, Thanksgiving. Um, I think I typically <laughs> spend my Thanksgivings away from my family, which kind of sucks all the time. Jamar's on the same page. Shout out to Jamar. Said he come or they're coming back for uh, from a while now. I've been working with the debate team and busy doing things. We happy you pop back in. But definitely Thanksgiving, I can I can – Count on some good mac and cheese. Miss Maisha on my on my page. We on the same street with that. Said Turkey Day because I'm a foodie. And so that's just kind of some of the vibes I'll be looking for. The rest of it is cool. You know, the vibes be what they are. But it's something special about kind of those Thanksgiving situations. Plug, what's your answer? What's, which, which one are you picking? Which one uh, you picking? I'm probably going to have to go with Halloween. I'm going to go with Halloween. Um I think uh I one, I mean, you know, Thanksgiving yeah, is the big kid in you. shine through. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, y'all can have a colonizer's day. Uh, <laughs> they lied to us for generations and they continue to lie to us. Oh, my God. Uh, all we do right. is eat Absolutely. wonderful meals. Y'all can have right. that. But Halloween, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's it's, Halloween is just fun. It's just fun. Look, you know what I'm you saying? You and Donnell on the same page. Donnell said Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, in that order. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethereal Beauty said New Year. For sure, that feeling of stepping into new energy with all that cheering is that's real. You know, I really think New Year's for recentering yourself. A lot has gone on. You've interacted with a lot of people. You've been kind of bombarded with a lot of traditional images and representations of what that time is supposed to be from Halloween to, to Christmas. But New Year, you get to define that. You know what I'm saying? That gets, that's that's refreshing. 
You know what I'm saying? I want to make that look like for sure. Mm-hmm. And Jamar's team mac and cheese too. I love that. Okay. I just got in my little random. I just want to know question. Thank y'all for humoring me real quick. Let's go ahead and slide over. I'm going to throw it over to the, uh, to the plug so we can get into this real quick vibe check. Yeah. So let's get into this quick vibe check. We really only got the one story uh, for the day that I want to get uh, check y'all vibe on. Uh, it's, it's a lot of conversation associated with Kanye West and we'll, we'll actually continue some of that conversation. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, but a bit more nuance is starting to take place now that Kanye has become such a, a bigger mainstay. Right mm-hmm. now we're starting to see the reverberations of his new found political influence. Uh, and the Huffington Post put out an opinion article. Um, Stephen A. Crockett uh, put out an op-ed and said that Killer Mike mm-hmm. is politically more dangerous than Kanye West. And then Michael the tagline, Ryan. he said, uh, he says that Killer Mike cozied up with Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and Senate candidate Herschel Walker, allowing legitimacy to the campaigns with the black community. Now, in the article, essentially, his position is that with Kanye West, we can look at and hear his statements, and we, and, and it's because it's so polarizing, more people are able to be like, not messing with that. Even a lot of people that's attempting to kind of defend some of his statements are even saying like, hey, he may be saying it wrong or da 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 but this is the point he's trying to make. Uh, so what the the point the article is making is that it's, with something so polarizing, it's easy to see why it's wrong, but the issue with somebody like Killer Mike is, Killer Mike is supposed to be more like us. And what I mean like us, not like black people, but like normal people. Kanye West, is we, he's in a, a everything about him, mind, everything else, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? Different, um, different, um, you know, with different strategies. Yeah. But with, with Killer Mike, is like he's supposed to think with more like the everyman. Okay. Um, and so with him thinking more like the everyman, he's giving everyman legitimacy to people like Brian Kemp. Um, and one of the points that he makes when he speaks about uh on, on Charlemagne the God's show, he stated uh Killer Mike said about Brian Kemp that he liked what he was doing. And he had a great uh, he had a great week uh, by, you know, getting closer to uh, black voters. Specifically, mm-hmm. he went to a boys school that was run by a black conservative uh, in Georgia. Uh, and, and then he ended that statement by saying that Stacey Kemp or I said that earlier. Stacey yeah. Abrams needs to go to the places that Brian Kemp is. Went, right. Right. It's kind of like the places that she's from, yeah. the places that she's helped build. Yeah. Right, and so what the the argument that the uh, that the art that the author is making is that while we can look at Kanye and see that's not a direction that's positive for us to move in, with Killer Mike, it's harder to see those issues when we can see him and his his issue his issues with what's going on in the world within right. us. Uh, and so, is he right? Does he have a point? What do you think, Toya? So wait, what are, does he have a point about what? I want you to be precise. Does he have a point that? Does he have a point that because Killer Mike is more or like looks more like us, acts more like us, and supposedly thinks like more like us, uh-huh. and he's legitimizing really basic things that that Brian Kemp is doing and Herschel Walker right. is doing? Is that more dangerous than Kanye and his White Lives Matter and all of those types of rants? I think so, and the reason why is because there's a level of legitimacy given to Killer Mike that makes bullshit like aligning with Brian Kemp seem 
intriguing at the very least. It makes people lean into and potentially look at and give credibility and positivity to things that do not beseech them, do not serve them and are not in their interest. Right. So I think it's dangerous in the sense of Kanye, number one, doesn't exist in a way, at least for right now. Right. He ran for president. But, you know, that was short sighted and it almost seemed like a political stunty and like getting a lot of attention just to turn over a lot of the people who was interested in him back over to Trump. Like, that's just kind of my read on Kanye's take for running for president is it was all a ruse. Right. Um, But with and so I don't think that investing air quote political capital into what Kanye is saying has as much depth and has as many implications as potentially investing political capital, time and energy into being like, hmm, Killer Mike seems like us. You know, Michael Render seems like somebody who he makes himself familiar. He looks like me. He sounds like me. He is open minded like I'm trying to be. Let me lean in and maybe give Brian Kemp a second lane. You shouldn't. You should not give that man a second look. You should not give any of his politics a second look. He was aligning himself with agreement that Trump uh, uh, won the election. He was aligning himself with a lot of the issues that enabled the barriers to access to voting that were being experienced in Georgia specifically, right. not to mention throughout Defranchising. the South. You know, this voter disenfranchisement is damn near his middle name, right? Mm-hmm. So when we think about, I mean, the way that he responded to the issues that were happening during the uprisings in 2020, like there is a laundry list of issues we can find, you know, with Brian Kemp. And so the fact that you even make him appealing means that you have disavowed the kind of social and political responsibility that you have as somebody who has been giving you a platform. And that is what makes his, his actions more insidious. Right. Yeah. Theory of Beauty kind of like kind of hits the nail on the head when she says Killer Mike is in a gray area and gray areas are hard to see in, which I, I mean, I agree. I think we all kind of aligned on that. So it's, it's, it's really like, is he more dangerous though? It will. So I, when we started talking about talking about uh, like getting into Killer Mike on the show, I sent y'all an article and kind of talked to y'all about how the Killer Mikes of the world kind of go under the radar and end up being the most kind of damaging to the system because they have, as black men, right? A lot of people say, well, black men don't have privilege. They don't really have a lot of power, but you do, right? So understanding intersectionality, you are a particular voting base that particular candidates are looking to, to rile up, to, to, to kind of invite. This is why Trump was able to win because black men and black women diverged in who they supported in the candidates they supported during that election, right? So mm-hmm. you apply that to what's happening with that article I was talking about. And they was talking about that like black uncle logic. Where on the outside, you seem so welcoming. You seem just all about, you know, goodwill and seem like you're very harmless or whatever. But this mentality is what allows for him to cozy up with people like Herschel Walker. He sat down and had a, a, a civil conversation with Herschel Walker and, and gave him a lot of the credibility that has given him, you know, space to move around in, in, in Georgia politics and to potentially line up a, a ballot in, in November. And so, it's 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 troubling, right? The way that he's been able to poise himself and align himself with people who just really don't represent the needs of black people specifically in that state or any people who want political representation for real. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean it. It, it, it also I, I I agree with it with it being more dangerous, which is why I'm glad we said to start the show with this because it's easy to get caught up in in the Kanye debates. You know I mean, but but also ignore a lot of the ways that. Like that again, that like black uncle, like you know, you think if we survive the certain levels of understanding that we have, but then you reminded quickly that yeah, it's a reason why they call us millennials. You know what I'm saying? So a, a lot of what we are accepting of and, and what we find okay, um, really 
it, it's, it's off-putting to, the, to those older individuals, you know, especially that has that, that more conservative mindset. And then that's exactly. where they, that's what they always end up attaching themselves to. But I'm glad you was able to, you know, chime in on that. You've you got another point you want to add before? Well, no, nah, I just you to show Donnell's comment up there, but I want to make sure we shout it out specifically. Donnell says it's more dangerous. Killer Mike has more diplomatic immunity with black people than Kanye. So if he's validating any part of an inhumane ideology, it sends us into a destitute society or it becomes a pipeline for that. So we got to mm. do better. And by we, we're talking about the ignorance that lead us to fall into and buy a lot of manipulation. And what we call is black people, people playing in our face. Killer Mike is playing in our face. And for what? I haven't really figured out to what ends. Like, are you trying to run for something? You've had decades. He's been politically active in Georgia politics for like at least 10 years, if not more than that. So it's like, what's the end He was a Bernie Sanders supporter. How do you go from Bernie Sanders to uh, Brian Kemp and Herschel Walker, bro? Like, what happened? But but you know what? You know the funny thing about it? If this was was anybody else, it would have been, oh, they paid him off. If if they flipped the other way, if it was a if it was somebody that had hardline conservative positions, yeah, and then went the other way, it'd have been like, see, the liberals paid them off. There'd be some conspiracy theory. But this this was the same dude that was talking about uh, uh, uh helping make corporate Crips and Bloods, mm-hmm. right? Like on on, on Trigger Warning mm-hmm. with his show, riding with Bernie Sanders, really against the Clintons, mainly because how he didn't like how Bernie was treated. Then he agreed with Bernie's policies more. But Where you know, is the connection between Bernie and Brian Kemp? Go ahead. It's it's confusing. And what I hate because and, and where we see this lack of connection is where I think, and I've talked about this before with Kanye, and I think we can see Killer Mike uh just as guilty of it. And it's trying to be these thought leaders. And it's nothing wrong with that, but you're so heavily invested in trying to play above the chessboard and reveal and fit into cracks and crevices and be super pliable and kind of yep. meet in the places where you don't feel like black people have gone far enough or met or really thought through that you are disavowing a lot of these structural antagonisms and criticisms that shape the inevitability of how these systems function. You can't fix shit that's designed to be broken. You can't go right. in there above the board and kind of cozy up to people who have the ill will and disinterest of our communities at the forefront of their agendas and so because you're so busy trying to be the one to do it different you ignore what is and what what shall always be and i hate to be you know that pessimistic about it but i also you know delve in the world of realism that's where i say it you know what i'm saying so i can't really kind of help that like the law of the state the system is pre-configured to be and work in the disinterest of black people in particular poor people in particular women and queer folk in particular disabled folk in particular so for you to try to convince me otherwise is just like you're not doing it hard enough. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I don't believe you. You need more people. Right. Right. But definitely. so definitely appreciate the beautiful insight with that Toya. Uh, but that was a quick vibe check. Let's go ahead and get into the the meat and potatoes of the night. I know Toya's tired of talking about this nigga, but let's get into the culture chop. Let's start it off, Toya. Uh, the culture chop, we are going to jump into a conversation and I told you this was going to be Kanye adjacent. So I'm hoping I get some <laughs> from talking specifically about this nigga and his antics, because as we've seen, they just don't stop. Um, but, uh, most recently we know about the comments that were made about George Floyd. He, he being Kanye, uh, has come out to make cover, uh, comments on drink champs, which was, is a show, uh, hosted by Noriega, Nori for short, N-O-R-E. Uh, who uh, the show was about three some odd, three and a half hours long and basically gets into a litany of topics, one specifically being George Floyd. 
um, George Floyd, uh, 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 Kanye West repeats a conservative speaking point about this particular issue that has been dismissed and over explained as not even palpable, not even true a long ass time ago when he goes back to this myth and this lie that George Floyd's cause of death was uh, fentanyl consumption. Right. So, wow. There's this lie that, that is a you know, lie. Exactly. That 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 George Floyd died from fentanyl overdose. That you know the injuries that he sustained were not nearly enough or prolific enough for him to kill him. So obviously we all know the truth, and it's a lie being peddled and pushed to us to rile up the liberals for some type of larger agenda, right? That is the incontinent scheming game. And so, plug. I'm gonna turn it back over to you because I know you know with this lawsuit, we've seen examples of this around us, right? And we also you know, have to start to wonder, like, damn, is this is this it? Is this finally the thing that's going to kind of stop the chaos? So so what were you kind of thinking in terms of hearing this news? So with, with the news, right, with, with this particular news, mm-hmm. the larger frame of question, and this is how we this is this is how we stay adjacent to Kanye. The larger frame of question is. What is this new media that we're dealing with? I think Draymond kind of kind of spoke to it, but if you're not a sports fan, you really didn't hear like that. That didn't matter to you. But with podcasting, with social media, with social media influencers being a, being a billion dollar industry, we've transitioned into a different form of of media, specifically journalism. Mm-hmm. Like like we are a podcast. We watch podcasts. I hope y'all see how I'm looking at this man because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm interrupting him because if his phone goes off on this. another one of these episodes, I'm going to cuss him in public. Right, right, right. Shit. We, we are a podcast. We, we listen are. to podcasts. We do. Uh, and podcasting is, is something that is uh, has become much more prevalent specifically since the pandemic. A lot of people get a lot of their news, a lot of their commentary from podcasters. Uh, specifically in in our culture, a few of the different podcasts that been that that's kind of like really been placed on the pedestal is Drink Champs is one. The uh, Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club, even though it's it, even though it's more radio, that's, that's radio. They've done a good job of positioning themselves within the culture to be a part. Like to be considered a part of like that that podcast genre. Um, mm-hmm. So you got Breakfast Club, you got Joe Budden podcast, but you also have Earn Your Leisure. You have million dollars, million dollars worth of game. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are rappers, right? These are rappers. The Reed, right? Mm-hmm. Like these these are um, like social media people, social media influencers, and, and rappers, and pop culture individuals. Entertainers now, tra- entertainers. Right. Oh, so let's I'm not on. forget athletes. A lot of athletes have podcasts. Athletes, I am Draymond, athlete podcast. Uh, the Dez pivot Bryan. podcast. Not Des Bryant. Um, 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 Bills that we just played them. Uh, played in Denver before. Von Von Miller. Uh, I am athlete. Sorry. Yeah, you had the I am athlete podcast. You had the pivot podcast. Draymond Green's new podcast. But then up in smoke, or or all the smoke. Um. With, with uh, Matt Barnes and so it's, you you have all like entertainers after pop culture people have transitioned knowingly or unknowingly into journalism. Mm. Okay. The question that I have for you, Toya, 
What does that responsibility then look like? All right. Um, I think like, we're still ne- negotiating that. But go ahead. You you wanted to finish the question? No, no, no. Go like explain that. Explain that. Well, I think you know we're still very muchly trying to figure out how seriously. I mean, I also and, and and we're trying to figure out how serious to take these people. You know, and I think mm. you know in a world of misinformation and disinformation, right? Either information that is potentially incorrect. Right, but also disinformation, information that has is intentionally kind of peddled out there to be wrong. Podcasts are, you know, creating this. Nope, let's talk to the source themselves. Let's get the bonus. Let's talk about the intimate details. Let's take as long as we want to to unpackage it because we're not under the time pressure of a regular news broadcast. So we can really walk through and talk through this thing. And it creates, I think, an interesting world where we're still trying to negotiate how much we legitimize it. You have Carisha Please. Right. Where 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 young Miami specifically, I think a month ago was quoted as saying she she want to be like Oprah. And so part of that is like, girl, you silly. The other part of that is like, why should I shit on that? It's 2022. We haven't seen Oprah yeah. command the airwaves and all, you know, in, 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 the, in the more front seat way. She's been behind the scene these days. But, right. you know, we this generation's kind of looking at that. means she's been able to demonstrate um, that she's entertaining. Um, I think she's been able to demonstrate that she's able to be empathetic in conversations with Megan and conversations, even talking to D- like, so, but I feel like maybe she's not going as far in raising that standard of, of responsibility for herself. Cause maybe there's a fear that she's not being taken serious. So I think we're still kind of trying to figure out what it looks like for entertainers and people we know to do anything else, but be factual and correct and accurate and care about that shit, what it means to give them the mic in that way. Right. So, and this is where we went into the to type of circumstance where like you kind of figuring it out on the go. Cause mm-hmm. sp- specifically with Nori, which really drink champs is one of those, like it's, it's in, it's in the upper echelon. Right. Um, specifically with Nori, you now have Kanye getting up there saying shit that he feel like he got to apologize for. Mm-hmm. Right. They actually end up taking the episode down. So now we, we are having to figure out. What is your responsibility as a podcaster? Because on one hand, you really have like you want to get the best interview. You want to you. I mean, shit. Like we we working on views. Like that's that's what we views and listens and shares is what we operate off of. Mm-hmm. So it's like people like we we know how the game work. People want salacious shit. People want wild shit. People want you know the 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 most drama. And Kanye kind of brings that hell. That's it's, it's part of the reason why we gotta talk about it. Exactly. Right. So with, with that being said, as we transition to these new forms of media, are they held to the same standards of old media to where it's like, okay, only what's acceptable kind of gets to have that particular conversation? Or since it's new media, mm-hmm. is it kind of opening now up more for like, okay, it's not going to be people that we agree with but they still deserve a platform to be able to say what they feel like they think is important. I mean, I think, you know, you use the word accessible, I mean, acceptable rather. And I think when we talk about acceptability, that's always going to be a question of that's subjective, right? What's acceptable to some people ain't going to be acceptable to other people. So then we have to open up a question about like, are you saying the FCC should, you know, determine who gets to have a podcast or who shouldn't, or who is credible enough to have a podcast and who's not. And so I think in response to that question, like my question to that question is like, should journalism be more exclusive 
Like, should you have to go through certain media training? Should you have to get a, a certain type of license? Should you have to do certain things in order to have a podcast? Or should it just be just free for all? where everybody can just have a platform. And I would love to hear from y'all in the, in the comments. Cause I mean, I think in a world where we're trying to make sure that standards are being met and being maintained, I think a standard is good for anything we do. I'm a standard ass type of person. Like where we, we can't really perform under this level. Like this, that's just under unacceptable. That's just how I move in life. Right. So I think those are good for any show, but what's acceptable to you might not be acceptable to me and so on and so forth. So I guess that's my return question to you plug and to the chat is like, do you think, Cause that's been the criticism, right? If you look up, everybody it's ever since the pandemic, people been like, "You niggas just give anybody podcast equipment now." You did it, so <laughs> what's the vibes? Which is right? rude. That's Which is rude as hell. But also, in given in certain contexts, like I see why people will say that. So, like, do you? Feel now, to like be clear, what? To be clear, the Chop Up was a podcast that was created and actually going and having episodes before uh, the pandemic. Like, so they, you know, we we kind of been working at this for a while, but I think so. I think shout with, out with, in, shout out to Cam G with with influencer culture that like that's the world that we live in where everybody has that. I think the question is more so not FCC, but like it, I, I mean, we have this thing that we consider to be cancel culture. We have culture type police m- mentality. So uh, the question it becomes is like, do we take that serious? I, I, it, I, I've always said I don't think cancer culture exists. Like once mm-hmm. it's out there, like once it's a part of popular culture, once it's a part of how people think and operate, like there's nothing you can do about it. It's there. And in social media, in the in the social media age that we exist in, everybody has that access. That's why everybody can go viral. Anybody can go viral. Right. Mm-hmm. It's part of the reason why we do what we do. Like we are independent media really attempting to generate a buzz based off of. Like our, our own effort to get on, you know, the internet and and make this content, yeah. Right. I mean, and so, I, ultimately, I think when it comes to what 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 standards we should operate off of, I think just like pop culture, they don't exist. <laughs> that's why Kanye is who he is. They don't that's exist why. until they exist. Until you get notified that you broke some type of <laughs> rule or you in violation. I mean, or the, but that's what I'm saying. They they try to notify you. They they try to tell you that. Ka- Technically, Kanye has broken every rule, all the rules. Like there's not a it, like any popular culture, cancel culture, social media. I mean, White Lives Matter was like, hey, I'm a rule breaker. Like that's if it was anything else to take from that, it was hey, it was him saying, hey, I'm a rule breaker. Right. So it's like. I mean, we can we we can't hold them to the standard of traditional media. Like we we can't hold them to the. We can't look at Nori and be like operating like NBC. Well, I mean, but I think that that's what kind of some of this is. A lot of people saying the whole reason he went on this whole apology tour because y'all got to realize he tweeted excitedly that. You know what I'm saying? The, the 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 interview was out and that he was getting views and that that shit was blowing up. Like he was really excited that he was getting exactly because that's the and realm so, that we operate in. Like that's it is. Is. But a, a lot of people are saying the whole reason he went out there apologizing, saying I'm sorry, yanking the episode, this, that, and the other is because that same defamation suit. I forget what is it, is it two hundred fifty million dollars? Is that the right? I, I don't know if it's that much or if that was the Alex Jones. Or, no, that was almost a billion dollars. I think. Yeah, the, the, yeah, two hundred fifty. Uh, it's two hundred fifty. Yep. Two hundred fifty million dollar lawsuit, mm-hmm. right? That Nori was being implicated in. So, regardless of how you feel about the standards, 
word on the street is the only reason that he started <laughs> apologizing and reeling back in is because he was being named as complicit and culpable in the defamation of George Floyd in the first place. So, like, whether or not you want that responsibility, my nigga, whether or not you just want the it's freedom of speech to be able to hit record and go off, it's coming down your street. Some people is going to hold, somebody's going to, and we saw these examples with Alex Jones, like I just brought up. We saw these examples with Fox News. Um, those are more, these are more conservative issues, but you would talk specifically about Tasha K and being right. sent her cease and desist from Cardi B. She didn't want right. to. She didn't want to delete the video so bad. She up and went to another country. You know what I'm saying? Like continent. She went to another continent. Another, another continent, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think there was another example up in there. Um, but a bunch of examples we see of people who are not, who can't just say what you want, or I'm on your ass and I want your money. I don't want to just cancel <laughs> you. It's not about just ending ending your show. I want to check, nigga. Yeah. Defamation and libel. Are serious. These are two basic standards. My this is Communicom Studies 102, one whatever it was in my first year of undergrad taught us about libel and slander and defamation and the implications of those as people who may participate in mass media. As soon as you put mm-hmm. stuff on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, put it behind a paywall and make people pay for it on some other platform. Um, but what's the ones people pay? You know, it don't matter where you put it. When you put it out there for public consumption, it's it's considered published. It's considered published media, and you got to be accountable for all of that shit. So it gets it gets real interesting very quickly, whether you want it to or not. So okay, all right. So that's actually a very good answer to that question. So like, whether or not you want to operate like NBC, legally you held to the same standard. So if because like for Fox News, for example, a lot of the shit they've been caught up with even more recently uh, is how. Uh, is how with during the election they was running a lot of them lies about uh, Dominion and Smartmatic voting systems. Mm-hmm. Pretty much saying that they was they was they had they was working with Joe Biden. They was changing votes, all that. So they got a billion dollar suit with them right now. And Fox News is being held liable. And we've actually we talked about this on the show how uh, they actually came out and was like, we need to get one of these like it was, it was a certain uh, anchor off the air. Because they're they putting us in a bad position and they are currently being sued for that right now. So, with that being said, I, I have a question about the type of people that's been recently sued for defamation. But I want to ask you though, in in the lane of defamation, uh, what 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 are your thoughts uh, about this uh, George Floyd Kanye West lawsuit? Like initially, when it was something, when you saw it in in chat, I want to know what y'all thoughts were. Uh, when you saw that the, the family was suing them, when you was like, that damn time, what was your initial thoughts uh, when this hit the airwaves? Get um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, because there is no punitive way to hold Kanye West accountable for anything else, right? I think Yeezy stuff is still going to sell. I think people have decided to separate his fashion items and the things that he markets and his slides and his weird-ass phone runners and 500s and three, those are separate from Kanye. They don't really are really an extension of his politics. And so I don't people will be dissuaded from wearing those products. And so like, how else do you hit Kanye where it hurts? He's a billionaire. How do you really make it kind of interesting? He hasn't committed any crimes, right? We just, he's just scandalous and salacious, right? And so, right. yeah, I think my, I took a breath of fresh air because I'm like, maybe this will make that nigga shut up, right? Maybe this will be the thing that puts, 
You know what I'm saying? Like that you put a sock in it. Like maybe this is the thing that will deter you from just getting up and abusing the privilege of a platform that you have. And so, yeah, I was okay with that. Um, and, and hopeful about its endpoints and where it's going. <laughs> Miss Maya just said accountability always excites me. My dog. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's let's do it. And even uh Lance took it back. Um, mm -hmm. he was like, he, uh, even y'all low key had to tiptoe around the Jewish people y'all had on the show a while back, but it's free Palestine all day. And all I, that. And, 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 and that's true, right? Like it's like the the it, it is certain, you know, labels and shit that you don't want placed on you even early. That, you know what I mean? Uh that I ain't never been able to pronounce that, but VO said cancel culture <laughs> should be renamed accountability. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. And VO, I also believe that the reason why it's specifically cancel culture and not accountability is because people don't want to hold that, and it's easier to demonize and politicize cancel culture than actually uh find some way to make accountability sound like a bad thing because you know you're doing bad once you get in that but position you know, one thing i've always wondered and this is as an aside with this notion of kind of accountability culture is i think one thing we haven't answered is and, and and this is where i'm not sympathetic to like people who do bad shit but i'm sympathetic to like people do how, how we reconcile and fit like do we throw people away or I know depending on certain things or are there situations where you can redeem and rehabilitate yourself? Because some people say, you know, don't talk, don't tell me nothing, show me something. But the other people are like, but get the fuck out of here. We never want to see you again. So it's like, I can't never really show you nothing if I can't, if you're telling me that you never want to hear from me again. Right? Like that is kind of contradictory in terms of what I should do. You're telling me that I need to show you change behavior, but you're also telling me that you don't, you want to make sure I don't have a platform. I don't, I can't be seen. I'm, I'm never heard from again. So it's like. Tiffany so Haddish comes to mind when you say that. Exactly. Right. So basically you're telling me to get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you're not really saying that because you're making it seem like right. I have an option. So I, I think, and just, just on just basic levels of, of thought and reasoning and logic, I can understand why people are like, you can say accountability all you want to, but not. The goal is to really kind of cancel me and get me out of here. And for some situations, not all situations, some people just need to get the fuck out. But other people, I, I feel like that the opportunity to be accountable has to be there. But there's a lot of hoops and hurdles people got to go through to really show that they rehabilitated and want to change. So it's rough. I don't know. I, I actually think, though, it's like... I Go in line with the accountability conversation. I think that because a lot of this and specifically accountability has been politicized, I don't think this lawsuit is going to change the trajectory of how Kanye moving. Okay. Uh, and, and, and I want to use Alex Jones as an example. Alex Jones, uh, first he lost his lawsuit because he completely, he chose to just completely disregard uh, the, 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 the case, the trial part. Um, of the lawsuit, and so they the uh, plaintiffs won on default judgment. What he did participate in was the um, like the, the punishment phase, like the the where they had to figure out how much money he was going to be liable for, and he was terrible at that part. So that's how you get to the nine hundred some million dollar um, judgment. But even with that, people like him, people like Donald Trump, are paying a lot of their legal bills with the people who are so hardline attached to their message that they're okay with them pretty much being considered guilty in the eyes of, again, popular culture, in the eyes of cancel culture. Mm -hmm. So they're willing to foot the bill 
Yeah, I mean, for the for like for people like Kanye, for people like Alex Jones, Alex Jones still gets hella donations. Alex Jones still gets millions of views. He's been yeah. deplatformed. He only has his website to operate off of, and he needs a lot of help outside of major platforms to do that. So with with him still having that type of access, Donald Trump being sued for all types of fraud, all the legal, all his legal bills right now are being paid by campaign donations and, and, mm-hmm. and funds that people are choosing to give them. So no, I think Kanye has a, has has clearly attached himself to a, to the white nationalist, white supremacist counterculture to where there's going to be a base that's always willing to provide that support. And as long as he hears them, like Donald Trump, for example, in office, he always maintained there was a 30% that he was never going to drop below. Yeah. Because that 30% was going to fuck with him regardless. I mean, Kanye has got to that point. I think Kanye too has a mixed base that even like Donald Trump might not be able to tap into because generationally and because of how he influences popular culture and particular young people who yeah. don't know the old Kanye don't are not familiar and not nostalgic for that version, not confused, not not nearly as annoyed and confused about all the weird right. shit that's going on. They 18, they 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah. So they ready. You know what I'm saying? And prepare to jump in and fill in whatever gaps that other conservatives are not filling in if they're not on the Kanye train. So either way it goes, you know what I'm saying? Like he's definitely always gonna have some type of palatability to somebody, no matter how egregious, no matter how many. I, I like to remind people, and I have because I have to remind myself, no matter how many things I have seen on my timeline where people are just outraged by Kanye, outraged by what Kanye is done, outraged by what he said, outraged by he's behaving. I have to go back and remember that I curated this timeline very specifically. I have it set up to see shit that I want to yeah. see. There are other timelines saying other things, other people having other conversations, other people hype. And then every now and again, some of those slide into my timelines. I'm like, look at this one out of but not, but I gotta remember where there's one. It's a million fulfilling other people on other timelines. It's tweets that celebrate, it's posts that celebrate that shit in the hundreds of thousands. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta kind of gotta be serious <laughs> about how shit is shaking. These people not losing their support. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. Uh Vance. Great contribution. He said there is a difference. Cancel culture is mobs of people without individual power who want to punish, who abuses power, but accountability is meant to correct and heal within spaces. The blur is dysfunction. Uh I, I mean I, to be honest, I think that like the that 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 that, that blur really is the, the dysfunction stems from not having a central arm of, of power or influence when it comes to popular culture. Even though we as black people are some of the biggest, not some of the biggest contributor to how what pop pop culture looks like, we have the least amount of uh, influence and say over who gets held accountable for doing whatever. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I think that's why you have so many people that are willing, especially in this day and age, to go so far to the left and to the right because well, what, what's going to happen? Like the extreme seem to attract more of this type of information and this type of publicity um, than anything else. One thing I I, I want to bring up though, and, and I want to get your thoughts on this specifically, Toya. Real like, quick, I agree with Cole Martin. Honestly, cancer culture doesn't exist. The only person who was canceled for real was Colin Kaepernick. I can really kind of say that that is that is I, that's a and real that example. is because and that's because the institutions at B that he was operating within chose to cancel his ass. Got him on up out. My owner said we're not doing that. Um, but did do you feel like Nori should be caught up in this in this lawsuit? Do you feel like he deserves to to uh come up off something? 
because of that? I mean, it's hard to say. We started this conversation saying off saying that the terms and conditions of the standards they have to function in are still negotiable. And so I think we kind of have to give him that grace the same way we've given freaking uh, so many other people. I don't think there's many examples of something as egregious as, you know, the anti-Semitism, the anti-Blackness, the like hatred being spewed about George Floyd that Kanye was on on that episode. I don't think we have any other example similar to that. But we don't let all types of niggas kind of redeem themselves after they was tripping. After, you know... Uh, uh, Monique got see the guy together, you know what I'm saying? I'm Charlamagne the guy together on, on that show. After I mean, a bunch of I, I, I can sit and thumb through a bunch of different shows that have said things wrong or had blunders or kind of violated or went the wrong way. Joe Button has, oh, yeah, let's not skip over Joe Button's wild ass. He's implicated himself in sexual assaults and uh, all types of sexual misbehaviors and conduct. Talked about all types of, I think he talked about. Fondling a dog, he, his his dog. Yes, Joe Button on his show talked about. I'm, I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Yeah. He also yeah. talked about how he stealthed somebody. Um, if y'all not familiar with stealthing, it's when you are having sex with somebody and you take a condom off and then continue to have sex with them without them knowing that you took the condom off. Um, he admitted to doing that, and that was in more recent news. So a lot of stuff that has not gotten him canceled. People talk about it and make a rah rah fit about it over a few weeks, and then he's able to keep going. Why is this relevant? Because in a, in a question of Nori, you ask, should he be held accountable for that? And I'm just like, shit, maybe not. Ain't nobody else getting held accountable for nothing else. Ain't nobody else being nailed to the stakes for it. And the only reason Kanye is is because he specifically talked about some shit he, he shouldn't have. And people he shouldn't have. Well, the the one kind of like protection that you know traditional media has is that the views and opinions of blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, whatever the fuck ever. Uh, so they have that, right? But um, I, I, I wanted I, I want to move and kind of transition into like how popular culture operates. You know what I'm saying? Like in, in this weird place where Donald Trump and Kanye West are positioning themselves politically. Um, I mean, because I, actually I would say Obama's the reason why politics became a part of popular culture. Uh, you had instances of, of of Bush and 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 Clinton where they where they made certain connections, but I I think the first celebrity president was Barack Obama. I can say that. I mean, I won't it, say it, the first. The first one we still we had. Uh, what's that name? Even even with Ronald Reagan, even with Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan wasn't a celebrity president. He was president, and he had his base, and he and you know he. I mean, even to this day. He's revered in a lot of ways, but he doesn't. Oh, when I say you know Obama, I mean he. Oh, people put Obama in cartoons, right? You had you had a whole uh, Jordan Peele was able to like elevate a large part of his career, uh, you know, with, with an Obama impersonation. Absolutely. So, you know, because because Miss Maisha, I see Clinton and, and I know Clinton, but this is the thing though, Clint like. What they they attempted to say Clinton was the first black president, right? Obama was the first black president, right? When that nigga saying, uh, and that's I, what I was thinking, okay, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? I'm so like, and and they just went crazy, yeah. Clinton and the and and the saxophone don't match, uh, you know, Barack Obama and R and B. Like it's not, it's it's just not there. Uh, but where I think Donald Trump and his impact is that lying has always been a thing, right? 
Lying has always been a thing in politics. It's, it's kind of just been what it is. But with all these defamation lawsuits that you named earlier, mm-hmm. and, it's, and, and it's a it's, it's a lot. Like you got Fox News right now caught up in a couple. Uh, you, you got now Kanye, Natasha K, the billion dollars with with, with, with Alex Jones. Did Donald Trump introduce something like a, another level of just like fuck the truth? Uh, excuse me, I had to sneeze. Right, like we are. The truth has always been it's it's it's, it's always been valuable. Bless you. Um, but did he add another layer of just like who gives a fuck if you can Google it? I'm gonna say no. I think you know it's it. He gave another kind of angle to what the truth could be. And he, I think he gave skepticism or uh, provided enough skepticism for mainstream truth to where it became negotiable, right? It became kind of a conversation instead of taking objective truths and being okay with them and then figuring out how you line yourself around them. It was okay to make your own version of the truth. It became more, it, it became more interesting to, to try to peek behind the curtain and be skeptical about everything and root them in what just had, so happened to be con- conservative politics, why you do it. And so... I definitely think that he made the truth less important by making it negotiable, is my answer. Okay. Okay. Made the truth less Yeah, important. like election election results are like the truth, regardless of how you feel about them, about how you feel about the systems that facilitate them, about how you feel about things like the electoral college or motor disenfranchisement, the results are the results. And instead of the numbers being the numbers, he made it acceptable to be like well maybe like who does that they can be mad about the ultimate decision but you arguing the decision right like it makes the truth negotiable as opposed to the things that have become secondary and tertiary to something we all agree on all right so it gets no no i i agree i agree and i and i and i think this is this is this was a part of politics and like the role that donald trump had with connecting popular culture and politics because i mean he was like a like a like a pop culture icon even before that's actually what positioned him to be president. But I, I, I think that that was something that, that always existed in politics, but people just like adopted it now. Like it was just like, we like, yeah, politicians lie. We, we know that. Right. And mm-hmm. and we become accepting of that because it's just like, all right, we cool. If we find out it's a lie after the fact, like such and such knew that whatever bill that they was campaigning on, they weren't going to be able to pass. Right, but goddamn it, the effort to say that that's something that you was thinking about as you were campaigning, right? Now it's turned into like I'll just sit up and say whatever <laughs> within the media, like don't really give a damn, right? I, I, I because like Alex Jones, like that was Alex Jones. I would never expect him to hear Alex Jones on Drink Champs. I'm not expecting to hear Alex Jones on million dollars worth of game. Right. Them is too like to me, them is them is separate worlds. Like this the wild shit white people be running with in terms of what they believe to be true, like the crisis actor shit, you know, like the, the, the whole reason why he's looking at a billion dollar lawsuit. That makes sense to me. They think that they run with wild shit like that. But you gonna you gonna tell me that on a hip hop podcast, a hip hop podcast, right. I'm listening to white supremacist conspiracy theories about the tragedies 
that have categorized themselves a part of how we understand the black experience. Mm-hmm. The reason why George Floyd is important is not because he was they, they put his face on MSNBC. It's because they it's because it was a an, exa- an example of the gratuitous violence that black people endure under right. the systems and structures that we're supposed to be protected as as citizens. Right. That's where everybody get it wrong. That's where Candace Owens get it wrong. That's where Kanye get it wrong. It's an example. It's a reflection, a symptom of the violence. I'm not expecting like Nas, you know what I'm saying? Like Hove, like right, like yay, like old Kanye. This is where this is what I understand about the struggle. Even we even bringing Killer Mike back into this conversation. His song Reagan. Mm-hmm. This that's what I know about the struggle. Who are you niggas? It's like we didn't went into a new decade and niggas didn't flip. It didn't really bugged out. <laughs> like, I, do we talking hip hop? My fault. Go ahead, too. Well, no, I think the reason why we point to why niggas have bugged out, I think it's because they they really are sick of the loop. You know, of being like we too oppressed. The systems and institutions are against us. The way the civil society has been organized, well, like, and so it's it's noble in that regard, right? Because they, I think, niggas are just tired of that being the explanation for their entire life and their entire reality. I think what happens is some shit we can't fix or change without complete collective revolution. And so instead of you collectivizing niggas and really investing in either black nationalism or collecting enough people to have political power to like shape and change how black people exist. You again, I keep using this phrase, are trying to play above the chessboard. So you're trying to manufacture like a way up and out of this redundancy that you feel like you live in, this loop that you just find unacceptable because you're better and stronger than that. And black man, I agree. You a bad the liberal, man. The liberal loop. We not in that, y'all. What you mean? <laughs> when you say that? Because like when I hear, when, okay, so when I hear you talk about the loop, right? Like, like mm-hmm. let's put it in context. Let's put it in context. That loop that Kanye and him is trying to get out of is the liberal loop, the yeah. Democrat loop that they think yeah. we've been caught in. Exactly. So it's just like, okay, black people march and we vote Democrat and we rock with the Democratic politicians and the Democratic talking points, but then our circumstances are the same. Right. Black babies are still dying. You know, black communities, black communities are still impoverished. Right. right. Like that's that's what we're tired of. We're tired of adhering excuse me, adhering ourselves to the same politicians and then turning around and getting the status quo back under the guise of change. Right. Right. That's what we're trying to get away from. But attaching yourselves to the people that actually is really is the loop that's working the backwards way. <laughs> to the loop. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what doesn't make sense. It's peculiar behavior, but you know, when you feel, I mean, really, honestly, what have we heard as a common cliche for wartime tactics or even conflict tactics? Tactics, if you can't beat them, join them, right? If I can get closer to them, and and this also happens in a world where you feel the need to kind of alleviate yourself from holding, pulling up everybody. You know what I'm saying? You really are like, man, niggas is crabs in a barrel. You know, niggas ain't really out here for themselves. It ain't got to be like this. You could be really out here doing whatever. So when niggas kind of give up on the collective struggle, it does become a question of how I can make shit look like for where I'm at and what I'm doing and what I need. And so when you stop calculating what's good for everybody, 
Yeah, you like, well, me, myself, if I stop talking about us as niggas and start talking about myself as a nigga and start talking to these white people or people in power or who are in these institutions about what it might look like if I, by myself, I promise I'm not going to bring the rest of these niggas, it's just me. If I come and align myself with you, then at least I'm creating a path for myself. I could be a symbol of black success without any of the baggage of having to bring anybody else along with me. And so they are, you know, mm-hmm. kind of doing double duty because on in one side, it's like, what else do you want from me? I'm beating statistics. I'm rising above. I'm a challenge right. to the stereotype. I am black right. history. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they get to say in one, in one breath. But in the other breath, they, they also get to completely compartmentalize, completely detach themselves from collective struggles and be responsible for that because, hey, niggas got to get it. I got it. I figured it out. I gave that life up. I treat, like, niggas just got to get it. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it is it's this weird position that they're in where they both get to lean in and lean away at the same time. And it's crazy because... You can't be mad at a nigga trying to make it. We admit to wanting to do that. Yeah, so, right. so it gets it gets real sticky, real intricate, real messy with how you point fingers at niggas who are clearly trying to come up, but do so at the... I mean, this is a gross example of it. This is a pretty example, a pretty excessive example of undermining the needs and the interests of your people. But niggas do it all the time. So it's just like, what do you do? You know, I, so, you know, we ain't gonna keep you out too much longer. Um, you know, it, it. We really wanted to get to this specific conversation because it was, it was. You know, we're starting to see the reverberations of Kanye. Um, I, th- I think the the thing that we wanted to avoid the most that we've actually kind of fell into the trap of is that he, along with Donald Trump, having that attachment from pop culture to um our political culture, that that bridge, Kanye now represents that for Black people. And so they're, they're, the, the, even how we talk about Killer Mike, when we say that they're, you know, is a, uh, he's, he's more dangerous, like, like Kanye is the other side to that. And Kanye, mm-hmm. uh, to, it, to me, is what I think is, is what um, kind of emboldens that because of the icon that he is. And the, the one thing I, I was talking to my nigga Nick uh, about who Kanye was. And, and I, wanna, I just want to say this. Let me get your thoughts on this, you. Didn't we already think this nigga was a free thinker? Well, Kanye yeah, West. I, like, when I you think, think we, about his I impact think, on... Good. Well, no, when we think about his impact on what? Like, on, on hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Like, when we think about what he brought to hip-hop. Like, as me, like I say, he helped He helped me shape, like... Kanye helped, helped me shape the intellect I wanted to be. Right? Like one that didn't have to like there there was a resistance that didn't have to necessarily look like being in the streets and being you know selling dope and doing all that other shit right like mm-hmm. literally gave a nigga a place in hip hop and said rappers look like this too and we dress like this too okay. um and we and that. we read and we read these books too and all these types of things so like did he already have like a lot of this respect in 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 terms of like him adding another layer of thought. To the rap game? No, I don't. I mean, honestly, my personal opinion is that he wasn't considered a free thinker. He was considered an adequately conscious nigga who was also able to pull off being a nerd and being cool at the same time. You know what I'm really? saying? I think he was able to be a cool guy, to be a trendsetter. So I, I less free thinker, more trendsetter. I'm willing to go against the grain, but also in the best interest of what I feel like is a politic that's rooted in a consciousness. You know what I'm saying? So I think free thinkers are an attempt to like detach and 
fly above and beyond and kind of almost a suspended and state of animation from everything that's playing. It's a bird's eye view on everything that's playing out around you that is able to kind of narrate that and be up on game. I feel like there are tensions of that in consciousness, right? That's kind of the definition of being conscious. But I also mm-hmm. feel like it wasn't an attempt to like differentiate himself from anybody else around him. When we start seeing him become a deity, when we started seeing him become Jesus, when we started seeing him kind of be this figure that was to be edified, I think that's when we started getting away from that consciousness and then getting right. into that free thinker mode. Where that collective like, consciousness. You know what I'm saying? I, I just understand the game and the world and life so much different and better than you. And so there was a lack of uh, con- uh, 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 congruence with the audience and more of an elevation over the audience where I'm projecting to you who I am and I'm somebody to be revered. So that's kind of what I see in relation to what I said, Hassan Fountain said, yeah, was a backpack rapper with understanding at that level. The rooms have changed and he has seen more. Thus that has spurred kind of a change in how he, you know, internalizes what he's around and then externalizes those things to us in terms of products, music, et cetera. So the, the last point I want to make um, that's that's attached to a more interesting conversation I was having earlier today uh, before we close it out, and I want to get your thoughts on this story, is that... Ooh, um, at, I don't know, the man said some heat real quick. I'm sorry. He said, real threats to the establishment get killed, not platforms. And I think that is... That's a bar. <laughs> I just... I had to I had to jump at that real quick. No, no, no. And and that... And I'm glad you highlighted that because it kind of adds to the point that that he was making previously when he said we don't separate the struggle on the microcosm and macrocosm levels we must navigate this coercion individually but those elevating macro awareness malcolm hampton Gaddafi, pop mlk are murdered now before they were murdered i want to talk again we talk about kanye as a pop culture individual as somebody who he's a rapper he's a producer he's a part of hip-hop uh but now he's he's he has this influence in terms of uh, how we think politically, but one thing that we that that gets ignored is that there's always been a bridge between our political leaders and our pop culture leaders. Absolutely, Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte was tight with Dr. King. Yeah, and was partners, singer, activist, mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali. Tight with Malcolm X. Athlete. Activist. Where did the, the, the where did the divide happen? Where are the intellects that have or, or that are informing our pop culture uh icons? Who is the like Muhammad Ali as a uh, as as a Muslim man looked mm-hmm. to Malcolm X for leadership? Same thing with Harry Belafonte and, and Dr. King. I I use those examples because those are the two, you know, those are two bigger like the the names right that yeah. that, that that we think of. But also, but when we also say like, hey, like you know, our athletes in in terms of how we look at our leadership and our our entertainers in terms of. Well, our our tradition, the tradition that was set was that our entertainers and our, our athletes always attached themselves to our activists and our our, our, our thought leaders. Mm-hmm. What do you think was responsible for that divide? Uh, I think the biggest 
explainer for why the relationship between entertainer and political kind of culture got to divide us because shit ain't cool no more. Like, it's just not, it's not cool. Like, it kind of goes back to what I was explaining just a minute ago. Yeah, Tyler is a fool. Um, it kind of goes <laughs> back to what I was explaining before um, about kind of niggas having to make a decision about what they really want to invest their time and energy in. And it's just not cool. It's repetitive. It's a loop to sit up here and talk about racism and how it was real and anti-blackness and how it's a struggle. And so niggas get tired. They don't want to be put in the box as a conscious nigga. They don't want to get the 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 chance to rapper treatment. They don't want to get the who's some other people who got boxed up and slid to the side because uh, they was kind of just too. Cold gets that. Cold gets that. Niggas come like, yeah, he corny. All his music. Exactly. Cold gets that, and so you know, I think uh, to to, def- to avoid that, there is a disinterest in pulling on people who have you know these political agendas or aspirations or ideologies or perspectives and overly integrating them into the craft because that's not what's going to get you plays. That's what's not going to get you likes or. I'm going to do it, but I'm not, that's not going to be my whole brand. Like, I'm going to do it for a second. I'm going to pull it. I mean, I'm not going to say pull a Beyonce, but like Beyonce, uh, Black is King, uh, did Homecoming, really leaned into the Black culture thing, and then I slid on out the way. And so kind of, you know what I'm saying? It, it was what it but was. But does things behind the scenes. Yeah. But you said behind the scenes, she does do, you know, and so I'm, but I'm using that as an example of how right. Listen, Renaissance is about none of that. Renaissance has little <laughs> to nothing to do. With it's about being an alien superstar. Cuffit ain't about none of that shit. It's, it is about being, what you say? It's called, about being a what? Alien superstar. That. You know what I'm That's saying? That's my wife's favorite song. Boy, that shit cute. Alien Kendrick is another Beyonce. person who kind of, who, who ends up, you know, suffering from that. That nigga is too conscious for me. And his voice is annoying to me. I like him. I just can't listen to him for long periods of time. I said what I said. Yeah. Fight me. Um, and so right, I think that's a struggle is that the disconnect is coming from niggas not thinking it's cool to be down. It was cool to be down for your people. It was also, I think there's a lack of desire for niggas to make sacrifice. I'm not missing a bag. I'm not missing money. I'm not missing likes. I'm not fucking up my opportunity. Okay, to go I'm not doing all no. that shit. I'm not doing okay, that. Okay, Toya. Okay. Miss, shouldn't be missing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because because to get the bag mentality is where we're at now. Like even, <laughs> even from a conscious perspective, like I think, you know, it's it it. We're never moving away from like, hey, think be as conscious as you want to be, as long as it's you know becoming lucrative. So it's, it's also, like, I mean, yeah. being killed by the government is very persuasive. It's not cool anymore. You have to remember that those civil rights leaders were also murdered by our government. I'm sure it scared plenty of entertainers away. Between you know, what I'm saying being targeted and murdered by the government, being harassed, uh, experiencing um, a lot of attention and heat and flack for what your politics are seeing the people you align yourself with literally disappear like yeah that would shake me too i don't know if it's fair man because the shit that these niggas come from dog like if like i i i mean come on like we, yeah it, like the it like they, they they literally talking about rap is one of the more dangerous entertainment professions we hear more rappers getting killed yearly than any you know what i'm saying than anybody else so these niggas is clearly they don't stray away from danger yeah, it's like a dangerous profession. And so I mean, like PNB Rock was literally bragging about how he ain't never been ran down on weeks before he was ran down on and had his life taken away from him. So right. you know, the niggas is not running away from like they not running away from people being killed and none of any of that other shit. I, I think again, the way with what you're speaking to Toy is definitely a question of what we hold 
valuable. Van said they told LeBron to shut up and dribble. That they oh, did. and let's not forget about this. Miss Meijer makes a great point. They just declassify how Aretha Franklin was stalked by the government for decades because of her ties to the civil rights movement, and that's no bullshit. I also saw that same uh, uh, kind of kind of news out there. Donnell says. Uh, I think it's more to Toya's point. I think that those entertainers looked up to those activists for purpose, but at the end of the day, they're just people too. The struggle is really never ending, right? And so mm-hmm. we do also have to look at people that just because you're good at something, just because you do have a platform, you, we, we've had this back and forth about just how responsible you are, but then taking that platform and then taking on responsibilities on your shoulders for entire communities. Some people say, without a doubt, without a question, you are. Other people say, you know, everybody's not built to be the leader of a movement. And, Everybody who has the opportunity to speak, we've learned time and time again, don't need to be talking. You need to shut right. up. And you are actually not the right person to kind of be speaking on our behalf. So it becomes tricky when you put those, you know, demands on people with power. Because we saw that through COVID. We saw that through, we saw a lot of people's true colors doing George Floyd. You know what I'm saying? When, yeah. when that was happening. A lot of people got canceled yeah. For a moment, because they didn't agree with how people was protesting, how people was acting in the streets, how people was being violent, this, that, and the other. And so, both ways, know, though, always... so you could... yeah, I was what, saying what both ways because it, it was also white people and niggas DMs talking about, hey, we ain't talked in years, but are you okay? Exactly. Uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, yeah. Like, I mean, the shout out, you know, we, we was in, you know, policy debate, so we, we definitely had to uh, have. Uh, you definitely have to have. You I've know, had a few. Like a I just few people you know be that. like, and I was, yeah. I would treat you like shit when we were 19, 23 and shit like that. Yada yada yada. Whatever, whatever. So, uh, Ooh, what let's have it? some fun. Let's have <laughs> some fun. Hey, we gotta, we gotta goofball. Let's do it. Say you are weak. Hey, appreciate the uh, JoJo Bazaar. Uh, all of that. With the anime <laughs> thumbnail. How in the hell you apologize for another human? I'm not sure where that comes from. This is the reason we are still in chains. Ye is not speaking on our behalf. Free speech. That's confusing. <laughs> and then y'all never at why y'all never asked for reparations. I'm not sure what specifically this is in relationship to. Um, but what I will say, and this is an important point too. I'm just kind of backtracking to another comment that I wanted to make sure I got to real quick. Miss Maisha said, I support anyone trying to come up, but there should be consequences for one's actions. I have issue with Nori in addition to Kanye's interview. He hosted an episode with DMX and encouraged him to get drunk, fresh out of jail and rehab, and he relapsed. And this was something that we were kind of talking about just in terms of prepping this conversation and looking into it was, you know, the responsibility of people with these platforms is like, you know, bruh, you have to be half decent at your job and not enable opportunities for go out to go out for people to be harmful to themselves or other people. A lot of people have criticized Nori for being bad at his job because he's constantly drunk as shit. He's constantly high as hell. Everybody gets on there and gets faded. And half the time he's talking over people. He's not letting people, you know, represent what they're trying to say correctly anyway. And so I wanted to go back up to that comment just to kind of speak to and loop that back into what we were talking about previously with the standards that we have for people with these platforms like what do we want from them do we want tight neat clean journalism or do we want those types of comfortable spaces where entertainers if they want to go do all of that shit they'll go to jimmy jimmy kimmel they'll go to james corden they'll go to all those places but if we want those perspectives they they might have to have some places like that to go to so we're negotiating too what it means when we have quality and standards i'm just kind of looking back 
before we close. No, it out. no, uh, no I, I think that because because I I wanted to speak on that because I think that's what gives that's what gives Nori like in in Dream Champs. It's it's I, mean, I guess that's the lane, right? That's the vein of it. Like that's what makes it interesting. Motherfuckers, niggas go in there and get lit, and you and what is it like they and they get the truth. You, yeah, you don't go on drink champs and bullshit. Yeah, like, I think that's <laughs> like, and not because Nori is just like a key motherfucking like uh, oh. interviewer. It's it's literally because he gets they, like they get on there and be like, all right, I'm gonna say it. God damn it, I wasn't gonna say it on Breakfast Club, but I'm gonna say it on here. Right, because right, 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 right. They get that liquid courage. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, wanna... it, that's what give it that. Go ahead, so you. No, I just, I'm, Christopher is kind of piecing together the issue, and clearly this just proves that Christopher is new here. It's in relationship to y'all being able to talk about Kanye, but never hear Blacks talking about mass incarceration or issues that are really important. Is the Kanye interview really that important? Welcome to the Chop Up Show. This has to be your first time <laughs> uh, listening in. And so we forgive you. I want to I wanna accept your apology. I don't know if it's ever going to come, but I want to forgive you now. Um, because you don't know anything about what we talk about, how we move on the show to different. Cause so I invite you, this is a great time to plug, um, our Apple music, um, our Apple podcast, our Spotify, you can YouTube us. You should watch a show or a hundred. I think we're on an episode 120 and that's just when I started counting them. Um, so go watch some more of the chop up show and then come back and jump into our comments. Isn't much love to you. I forgive you in advance. Cause you didn't know what you was talking about. Um, right. and so I just, I had to get, I had to get that together. Right, uh, Miss Myasia, she she kind of responded and said, "But why invite a no addict to get drunk? No one cared about DMAs. I and and that's where you know that we we do need to have standards. That is where we do need to have standards and and think responsibly about certain things, because having DMAs on the show again, a no addict getting him drunk like that, and then and then you know knowing the, the battles that he's had, I think I think that's where there's the responsibility. Also, at the same time, it's like." Maybe DMX shouldn't be on the drink champs. Like that's not necessary. I mean, I think better decision making could have been made by everybody across the board. But I also, well, I mean, I don't, I didn't want to cut off that thought. But I'm just like, bruh, it's a level of culpability where, like, I think your platform is important. Drink champs gets a lot of views. DMX is a legend. He's an icon. He should be in those spaces. But just like, don't drink this time. And I guess that undermines the brand. But that's what I mean when I say making sacrifices to elevate people and voices and shit over your own personal interests. It was better footage to have a drunk DMX than it was to have a sober dry DMX where we ain't even got to talk about his addiction. We can talk about other shit, but you don't enable that in that environment. You know what I'm saying? So, Yeah, but but I think it's also difficult to try to, to have this conversation with black people about like how we allow for things like podcasts to have such a say and such an influence on how we think. But then again, turn around and like listen to people like Joe Rogan. Like literally have more people listen to Joe Rogan about the uh the, the, the pandemic than um people like Dr. Fauci. I mean regardless right. of how you feel about Dr. Fauci, let me not put him on a pedestal. We are on the internet and he's hated on the internet. You know so let me not give people a reason to consider us agents. But right. at the same it's, it's it's just like you know like Joe like people like Joe Rogan have more influence on on like the ways in which like white culture thinks and believes and the way that they think think about certain things than like I, I'll say wh- whomever on NBC. Exactly. I wanna so. there's a question in the chat that I want to get to, and then I think we can close out the conversation leading off on this question. It was a question from Hassan Fountain who said, Is it safe to say that if Dr. King did not have a political agenda 
or a financial agenda, people like Malcolm X and Whitney Young would have had a bigger impact, aside from a rap question. I'll repeat it. Mm. Is it safe to say that Dr. King did not, if that if Dr. King did not have a political agenda or a financial agenda, agenda, people like Malcolm X and Whitney Young would have had a bigger impact? What do you think about this question? So if Dr. King did not have a political agenda, uh, so like or if he wasn't in the way, <laughs> like if he wasn't in the way <laughs> with people, uh, I, no, no. I think uh, again the the way that the way that I think about uh, Malcolm X, for example, he he was antithetical uh, when we talk about who gets allowed to exist, specifically mm-hmm. in, in terms of spaces of influence and control. Malcolm X would could never be the one to empower an American black community because what his empowerment would mean. The political philosophy of black nationalism. My, I mean, if you know anything about the political plug, my favorite like political speech of all time is the ballot mm-hmm. and bullet, the ballot or the bullet for Malcolm X, where he says straight up, <laughs> don't do that to you. He says straight up that the political philosophy of black nationalism is that black people control what they political situation look like the economic philosophy of black nationalism is that black people control what their economic situation look like and so that level of empowerment it was it 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 didn't fit in line with what they wanted black americans like how they wanted them to move oh dr king if we look at it like a venn diagram dr king used the same bible that they used which made his political agenda and financial agenda more palpable for white constituencies and white groups mm-hmm. than Malcolm X. So yeah, that's why I was with that. I would agree with that. What I will say is, I think to kind of round it out, is as we think about, you know, we're constantly concerned. I had VO in the comments uh, give us kind of credibility for us being a journalism platform largely because uh, we use critical thinking and have good intentions, right? We attempt to kind of reconcile some of the issues and some of the things that we talk about or some of the ways that we look at the world around us and kind of reckon with our own positionality in this world. And so I think, you know, uh, we are always here at the Chop Up Show trying to do a good job and give y'all solid conversations. I think we differ from a lot of the platforms we talk about because we delve into political and cultural issues and kind of bring them back and zoom out to talk about um, our real day-to-day lives. But bottom line is you should want more and demand more for people you give your time, your attention, your capacity to. Y'all tune in with us on Thursday nights in the middle of the damn night most of the time. And so I think you all have every right to have an expectation for us that we're coming um, in a spirit and in the behaviors and in the habits of truth, of insight, of reflection, of criticism, Um, And just keeping each other in the loop. And so shout out to everybody out there trying to have a voice in this game. Just, I guess, you know, Nori, learn how to do that shit a little bit more effectively and less sloppily, boy, because you you $250 million is a lot of money. Go ahead. So but in terms of Whitney Young, Whitney Young was trying to integrate niggas too much into corporate culture. They wasn't there yet at all. Like they mm-hmm. was used to, but because for those who don't know, Whitney Young was more of like a commerce based uh, civil rights activist. He had like he had different economic plans that he pitched to Lyndon B. Johnson um, that that were <clears throat> that were beneficial. But I mean, hell, we just now getting niggas, you know, the right to vote. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, well there, yeah, 
either you to, to to tell like people how to hire, you know what I'm saying, and how to move forward with those things. You got it's steps, steps. You know what I'm saying, and so that that's why uh, Dr. King. It, it, if it wasn't Dr. King, it would have been another religious leader to uh, say that. But man, we've been taking up too much of our time tonight. Uh, and we we appreciate y'all stopping in, joining the conversation. Uh, make sure y'all subscribe to the Chop Up Show on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Really, the boy Lee will be back, but we don't have more content coming out on the channel uh, here soon. We're gonna transition a lot of our efforts from Instagram and all these other platforms to because now that now that our boy got is is really YouTube famous. Yeah, before even being for real, for real YouTube famous. We have to make sure y'all get a lot of more content on YouTube. But for those who are subscribed to the Chop Up Show on Instagram, I know y'all been rocking with us, rocking out in a lot of things. Definitely. Uh, if Tyler uses my government name, another time <laughs> you have to get blocked. Uh, we hey, just say that. I will we say this. You know, we 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 we. I, I politely try to get Christopher together. Christopher says, "Okay, y'all talk about reparations. I'll look back at your other shows." The comments in the convo I took screams of focus on Kanye's free speech. That's just for tonight. But shout out to you for being willing to go back and check us out. We all over YouTube, all over Spotify, all over Apple Podcasts. Um, and then shoot between Taylor's uh, Taylor Tyler's goofy ass, uh, Miss My Asian in the building loading up the comments. Uh, uh, who else? We had Hassan in here. Vance Ethereal Beauty started us off talking to us. Donnell been in the mix. Kristen definitely got to show love. Oh man! All right. They gonna kill me, but I gotta show some love. I gotta go to my uh my my, my comments right now. Hopefully they catch this part of the show. I had an international listener tap in with me and holler at me, and I said I was gonna shout them out. Let me find them real quick. This is chop up shows. Uh, yeah, well, I told you finding that dynamic makes it. a great point. Dynamic makes a great point. It's all about the digestibility. The 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 example that Michael Dyson uses that I think is you know the, the most uh, and it's the greatest example that you can use is the difference between Jackie Robinson and Satchel Paige. Mm. Satchel Paige is probably the greatest uh, baseball player, if not black baseball player of all time. Absolutely. Jackie Robinson fit more the role for the MLB, for integration, than Satchel Paige did. So um, Dr. King was in, in, I mean, not was, but Dr. King and Jackie Robinson occupied a similar space. Sasha Page and X did the same way. Go ahead, tell you. Hey, Tyler, you in Hawaii? That's why hey, my, like, my boy's trying to flex. Water. He's trying to flex. All right, hey, all right, man. All right, so I'm messing up right now, and I cannot find the listener of ours who I feel like said they. I don't even want to lie about where they're from, but I'm gonna get you right with my my shout out to you next week. Uh, in the meantime, the the the, the consciously will be back with us. Uh, y'all should always stay tuned for us in case we decide to do some special reporting and just pop on randomly uh, and get on live. But outside of that, y'all know what it is. We love y'all from the bottom of our little hearts. Thank you for everything you do for chilling out with us this evening. Hey, uh, unless we slide in in the middle, we see y'all next Thursday night. Be there. Tap in with us. For sure. I, I'm going to definitely try to get a special report up here soon with all these debates happening. We're coming into the midterms. With that being said, we're going to close yeah. it out the way that we brought it in. We gon' see ya. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in the car.